I distinctly remember this. I look away and I look back at the rearview mirror and whatever I saw was still there. I was so afraid, right, that whatever I saw would turn back and would stare back at me. Lah. Once the streaming begins, the screaming will too. This is RPS. Radio Paranormal Singapore. All right, once again, welcome to another installment of Radio Paranormal Singapore. This is Tim O, along, of course, with my compadre, my partner in crime, Mr. E.T. How are you doing today, bro? I'm doing great, bro. How are you? Not bad, not bad at all. Getting used to this uh, whole uh, heightened measures here in Singapore. For those who are not actually tuning into us from Singapore, uh, right now the island is, I don't want to say in lockdown, but because of the COVID uh, situation and all that, there are certain restrictions in place. And so most of the island... As of this recording, spending a lot of time at home. And how's that been affecting you, bro? Honestly, good and bad. The good thing is I get to spend more time with my kids, which is something I don't really get to, um, honestly, be- before this entire COVID. But then again, spending too much time with them is driving me up the wall as well. Yeah, at times <laughs> like that, you wish you went back to the office, right? <laughs> Definitely. <bro. laughs> All right, well, moving on to something just as scary. We have uh, another story, another interview today with uh, another one of your friends. His name is Sean. You've known Sean for quite a while. He's got a couple of stories to share with us tonight, doesn't he? Yeah, and it's very, very interesting because uh, this just came up um, one evening. He like he suddenly messaged me, "Hey, bro, I got to tell you something." Like, what? Are, are we going to drink or something? He said, "No, no, no. This is like something serious. No, I couldn't sleep for nights." And then I, I shall not reveal anymore because I think I should just let Sean tell his story because when I heard it. I actually went to do some investigation on it. Right. And then we'll give our reviews later. All right. Over to you, Sean. Actually, the, the first incident uh, occurred to me, I think about a um, month back. Uh, it was about um, 11, close to 12. And I was on the way back with my girlfriend, actually, uh, in the car. And uh, traveling from the PIE towards my house around Bukit Timah area. What I usually do is um, I have a few options uh, to turn into the off road into my house. One is uh, through Lonnie Road itself. The other is to exit through Eng Neo. I'm not sure if everybody's familiar, but... Uh, um, of course, in terms of the Lonnie exit, it's much more like lit up and lighted. La. While the Eng Neo Drive, which uh, you know moves towards uh, Saddle Club and towards yeah. the Old Turf Club, is a bit quiet, a bit dark, uh, but still lit up by some lights. La. So, so I was on my way there, and I don't know, for some reason, while I was driving along, I remembered that this place might be a bit dirty. La. I remembered from some of my readings previously. Uh, for some reason, I was high alert that day when I was approaching the road. Were you high alert or were you high? <laughs> I was uh, totally sober. So okay. I was with my girlfriend. She was chatting the car. We mm. were approaching the turn off into Engneo and we were approach- approaching this uh, very large pen. Mm-hmm. But for some reason that day, I, felt, I mean, I've gone past this road a few times and for some reason that day, okay. I felt that something was not right something was uh, amiss and something was there la, around la. so while I was driving on the curve I never do this I, I, I look at my rear view mirror I look at my side mirror uh, thinking of you know the, the stories I've heard about the place and you know just anticipating something like something was there I just was waiting for something to appear 
So just at this moment when I was passing this long curve, my, my girlfriend was, uh, you know, was chatting away. Lah. She wasn't really paying attention to anything. I was along this curve. I saw at the corner of my eye, in my rear view mirror, I still remember this shape, this faint shape, right, of a white base, okay, with long flowing I don't want to mention hair, but it seemed like hair and it's a long flowing kind of black shape yeah, okay. on top of a white base. So at, at a point in time, you know, um, at the side of the roads, right, there's usually these uh, utility boxes. So I thought it was it was that. I said, cannot be what, you know, it's, it's something strange, but I assume it was that, that kind of utility boxes. But I saw I looked closer. Okay, I looked closer. The bottom, right, was not solid. It was white, firstly. Utility boxes were grey. And it had kind of a shape of a flowing cloth. Wow. It was not solid. It looked like it has crumpled. It looks okay. like curtains. It looks uh. like a shape of curtains flowing down. I, I'm not sure if the, 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 the lights were playing tricks on me, but that's distinctly what I saw. Secondly, in terms of the, the black lawn flowing kind of shape, right? It, I thought maybe it was some branches or tree branches hanging down or even like, uh, you know, vines. But, okay. but I distinctly saw it, it would definitely look like hair. Lah. So at that point in time, in the split second, when this was processing my brain, right? Mm -hmm. I say, this can't be, be right. Lah. There must be some lights playing trick on me. At this split second, I look away. I distinctly remember this. I look away and I look back at the rearview mirror. And... The, whatever I saw was still there. In fact, it was, I still distinctly remember it was staring away from me into a blank space into the forested area at a curve there. And I was so afraid, right, that it was going to turn around and stare at me, you know. I don't know what I'm, I was seeing, honestly speaking, up to this day, right? I can't tell you that I, 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 I know what I was seeing, but I was so afraid, right, that whatever I saw would turn back, no one was there, and would stare back at me, lah. You know, for every reason, I didn't catch a glimpse of it turning around. So, <laughs> after a, a bit of thought, I just say, screw this, lah. I mean, I, whatever I saw, let it be. I'm just gonna drive away and let that be a question mark in my mind. But um, since then, I have not, I, I, I have not mentioned the place. So, um, in terms of the routes I take, especially at night, uh, it's a choice that I constantly make. I'm not going to go down that path anymore. I, I'm just going to leave it be. La. Sometimes these things slows us down, right? And maybe leads us to safety. You never know. Mm. Maybe that split second somehow saved you. Maybe in front was an impending, I don't know, touch wood, a crash or something like that. I mean, these are things we never know. So, I'm just trying to comfort you that not everything is as scary as it seems. Uh, but it's interesting to know what exactly you saw. La. It's quite interesting that you brought that up. Because mm -hmm. that stretch is quite notorious in the sense that there are a few crashes before in the past oh. where people have actually died there. Okay. I didn't realize, you know, it's a new perspective, but our very close friend that we hang out drinking with, a close relative of him actually passed away along that stretch. He lost control of the car, unfortunately got into an accident along that stretch and he passed away. Yeah, so, you know, maybe it's, maybe it was a guardian angel in the sense. Maybe there was something that's impending in front of you and, you know, you were safe from it. Yeah, yeah okay. I mean, I, I've never thought about it in this way, but um, I would like to think that you're right. Lah. But I mean, that being said, I'm not, I'm not going back in that stretch anytime soon. <laughs> sure. Bro, no worries. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks, thanks, thanks for sharing.
Radio Paranormal Singapore presents CSI Critical Supernatural Investigation. All right, thank you very much, Sean. Yeah, very creepy, lah. The idea of driving, you know, at night and. I don't want to say alone because he was with his girlfriend, but clearly he wasn't really paying attention to what she was saying, so he might as well have been alone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, to, to come across an, an apparition, seeing what uh, at least he described, definitely just gets uh, the hair on your skin, just uh, standing, right? But um, let's take a closer look at uh, what he shared, okay? And to be honest, I'm kind of stuck in the middle here. I'm not really sure if I would commit to saying this was completely a, uh, a paranormal experience but let's talk about the things that he that he mentioned okay obviously because it was late at night you know what I'm going to ask right? <laughs> was he tired can you don't be boring or not you because you're going to make you make it sound like you're just E.T. but we always have to start off you know with a little E.T. before we we get into full on yeah but you let right? people know that E.T. is a bit more exciting lah. that's what I'm trying to say no lah. I'm also setting the bar So after I give all this right You're going to have to Come up with all the <laughs> The exciting CSI right Alright but Okay so th- these are Some of the questions That I, I had to ask You know myself when, when this was late at night You know He was moving He was in the car You know he saw an apparition With hair moving In his reflection My question is Were his, were his eyes tired You know Because sometimes When your eyes are tired They get a bit fuzzy He had a bit to drink You know Does that affect What it is that you actually see um, also what colour were the streetlights because I'm not really familiar with that area I know here at Singapore various parts of the island I don't know if they've standardised across now one colour but at some point certain parts of the island the streetlights were yellow some parts of the island the streetlights were white and from what I've heard white light actually causes more fatigue so if you're if you're kind of straining and you're tired at night white light actually makes your eyes feel a little bit more strained affects your vision now Sean also says he was already on high alert it was almost like he was expecting to see something already if he was already thinking of a ghost because it's kind of spooky would that kind of influence how your mind perceives things you know he also mentioned shadows vines he looks away and then he looks back and it was still there right and that's the part that kind of freaks me out a little bit I mean prior to that statement I'd be like yeah, you know, maybe you are all tired. And this is why I said I'm kind of stuck in the in the middle here and I'm a little afraid to commit to either direction because to look away and then to look back and still see that apparition in your reflection makes me think there really was something there. And unless it was like a smudge on his mirror, which I think is a bit of a stretch, then I am inclined to feel that there was actually something there, at least that he saw something there. Whether or not it was paranormal in nature whether or not it was a spirit whether or not it was a a poster or a standee or something he thought you know something physical that looked a bit like a pontiana yeah i'm inclined to believe there was actually something there that he saw so you know this is really interesting because um before we even go to his story i I think if you remember just a few weeks back i think Mm. it was quite viral on the internet that there was this guy that actually wrote that he along the same stretch but a different part of the road from Sean he actually saw something as well hmm. and people were CSIzing the, the thing it was actually turns out it was some stop sign or some some sign that was there but the area yeah. where Sean was is a slightly different area so like you said I was also having the same thoughts the first thing that hmm. I heard this story could it be his imagination could it be electrical boxes okay I'll explain to you why electrical boxes 
Or could it be that he suddenly recalled a story that suddenly gave him the creeps? So what I did was, being the hero that I am, I actually went down and drive down that road alone. What time of the day did you go? In the evening, so it was about 9, 10 o'clock. Did it still look very creepy? You know, to me, a typical paranormal investigator, you know. <laughs> creepy, no la, where got creepy? Uh, normal la. No, but what I mean is, does it look dark? Does it look like the kind of place that would cast a lot of shadows? Make people's mind kind of wander? To me, it looked like a perfect place to film a horror movie. Okay. Yeah. So so that's one. So so that's one note to take to take on. Um. So so I was driving there alone, and then I noticed this LTA electronic signboards on the opposite side of the road. So so I exited PIE uh, on on Engnio, right. Um, so it was like from Changi uh, to Jurong. So I exited on the left. That there was the same route that Sean took. So I noticed there was an electric signboard on the opposite side of the road, and next to it were two to three electrical white boxes. Now, why is that significant? Is because that road was a bend. So if you can imagine that you turn towards the left, because of the bend, in your rear view mirror, you will definitely sight these electrical white boxes. Because you saw something white. Okay, so I can explain the white part. I cannot explain the long hair part. Okay, yeah. not because I have no hair, but generally because of what I saw, I couldn't explain the white hair part. But the white hair could have been those, you know, hanging vines from a tree. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my first thought mm. That it's probably just something like that Which was exactly what those guys explained on that, that viral uh, thing that was shared about 2-3 weeks ago That, that it was probably mm. something else yeah. So this was what I, 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 I told Sean, right? And I said, hey bro, and then he, he felt a bit comforted then Okay, so this happened a few months ago when, when, when he actually uh, told us the story What was interesting was he told me a week ago he actually finally mastered his courage to drive by that road and for that it takes a lot because Sean is a pretty brave person mm. and then he just couldn't drive by that road or no, he'll purposely take a detour just because he don't want to gana what he saw again but he took the courage drove by the and road again happened? and then he called he, he called me about a week ago he said hey bro bloody hell I just passed that turn the same road at Igneo mm-hmm. because I finally mastered my courage and I was observing the utility boxes that you told me. You know what? The part that I saw, right, was not where the utility box was, bro. And that made me feel even worse. <laughs> Could they have moved the pillbox? Bro, these are electrical no? freaking boxes, eh? I, I haven't been to that area, so I'm not sure no, 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 construction no. has been happening over the last few months. They actually moved the location. No, no, no. You see, the thing is this. Just like you... Because of the accuracy of his story, right? Mm. I was trying to sit down and think what could be possible scientific explanation. And my initial thought was exactly what I what, what I said, right? The electrical boxes. But after what he said, then it, it triggered something else because there was something else he said during his story. Could it be the theory, or at least my theory, that it was a guardian angel that he saw. I want to comment on that uh, particular part, you know, your, your theory, okay? About how you thought perhaps it was a guardian angel to distract him enough to slow him down to avoid maybe potential problems further down the bend. And, you know, I can subscribe to that, you know, especially because if this bend is the same bend that I'm thinking of, I actually had a friend, you know, years ago, get into an accident around that bend. And it was so bad, someone actually got flung from the car through the window of that car, okay? Fortunately, they all survived. But when people talk about 
a steep bend around that area. In my mind, that's the bend I'm thinking of, okay? Now, I'm going to turn it the other way around, okay? Perhaps what he saw was not a guardian spirit. Perhaps what he saw was what was causing those accidents to begin with, okay? Perhaps it was a malicious spirit or a malicious entity that freaks people out. Because let's face it, not everybody's going to be like Sean, okay? I see something and I slow down. Most people, I feel, if you're driving late at night, especially if you are inebriated, if you're a little drunk, right? And that place is kind of scary. You're late at night, your imagination is already running wild, you know? Maybe because you've had too much to drink, your inhibition's not there. If you see something that looks like Pontiana, you might freak out and you might step on the accelerator because you might want the GTFO. And perhaps if you speed up around the bend, that could cause you to get into an accident. So it makes me kind of wonder if we go along the lines of, yes, there actually is a spirit there. Maybe that spirit is what is causing all those accidents around that stretch to begin with. I mean, that's a possibility. And Sean, in this case, really lucked out. I'm glad, you know, rather than speed up, he chose to slow down instead because who knows what could have been waiting for him on the other side, right? And then veering off the bed. I think that's why I still go with my theory or my conclusion on a guardian angel um, for a few reasons. Okay, so one, it seemed like the entire time in his story, right, that it was not just him slowing down that we assume it is. It seemed like time slowed down for him. Mm. You know, like how you watch like The Matrix, right? You know, like time slows down and then you're able to react to stuff. So it seemed like time seemed to have slowed down for him. So could it be that somehow that guardian angel was protecting him in a way as compared to the other accidents that happened? Because what was interesting was what he shared was one of our common friends, a, clo- a really close friend of us, his cousin actually lost control of his car at that same stretch and mm. passed on. Yeah. Could it be that person being the guardian of that area to prevent people from getting in such a situation? I don't know. But I, I felt that to a certain extent, this was not malicious because it seemed that it was not Sean that slowed down. It seemed like time slowed down because for some reason, I mean, that bend is not a very long bend. To be honest mm. so he looked at it in the rear view how long do you take he looked away he drove for some distance he looked back it was still there well I think it really comes down to how interesting the conversation was he was having with his girlfriend <laughs> because sometimes I talk to my exes in the past right it's so boring I feel the whole world is just slowing down but I I mean if I were to say that yes there was an angel involved I'm going to say his girlfriend was the angel who knows? He may not have reacted that way if she wasn't in the car. Well, you just gave him some brownie points, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there you go. Um, you know, once again, in your best description, where is this bend? The moment you exit uh, Engnio, you just drive further up and then you see this curve and a bend. You, you see the LTA signboard uh, on the opposite side of the road and just further up. Mm. And then that was about where he glanced at his uh, rear view mirror and he could look at the back of it alright so the next time you're around that stretch please slow down slow down I don't speed up huh? and then take a look and see whether or not you can uh, figure out where it was that Sean had his experience use cruise control to be safe <laughs> alright and of course that is not the only story that Sean had to share with you the second interview that you had of him got me very excited because yeah. turns out this area that he used to stay in was actually very near to where I grew up in. You you are just staying in places of haunted areas, bro. It's true, no? Everywhere I yeah. stay, there's always something. Yeah. Do you think 
they're haunted because I stay there or I stay there because it's haunted. Okay, so generally, right, maybe someone like you, it's a bit like me, that we tend to be attracted to um, some sort of uh, paranormal, supernatural energy. Mm. So we're attracted to these places and that's how it draws us to a certain place. It draws us to, wow, I need to stay in this place. It's not just because of the outlook of the place but maybe the energy that it draws and, and that's something that brings us to certain areas. Like why I'm just living literally across Badok Reservoir. I will go one up on that, uh. okay? I will say we are attracted to EMF. I haven't used that for some time. <laughs> huh? We're attracted to areas high yeah. in EMF. All right. So here is Sean once again, part two of his interview with ET. This occurred to me, I think almost um, 10, 15 years ago when I was about, well, uh, late teens, about maybe 19 to about early 20s in my old place, which was uh, around the area of uh, Serangoon Gardens near Serangoon North Avenue 1 uh, within the Phillips Avenue area. So uh, my my house actually is a three-story landed terrace house. I actually occupied the basement, which had a a small uh, self-contained living room area as well as um, you know a, a bedroom and a toilet oh, uh, perfect for partying eh? oh, well, yeah, yeah, uh, let's say I, I just did well uh, when I was younger uh, yeah, yeah, but, uh, it's a separate entrance but basement uh, fronting a kind of small canal uh, so at night can be, be a bit creepy I, I, I went to bed that night like all nights uh, very well nothing uh, specific or special happened and I was sleeping well again everything seemed normal but uh, in the middle of the night I believe it was about 2 or 3 a.m. when I, I felt like a bit uncomfortable, a bit heavy. Uh, you know the kind of feeling you get where someone is uh, looking at you or someone okay. is around you and uh, I woke up. I don't really wake up in the middle of the night for me. I woke up and I felt my body tense. La. I felt a bit tense. And uh, you know, just uh, coming out of your, your your initial sleep, just opening up your eyes, your eyes a bit blurry, your eyes a bit heavy, right? I, I saw this kind of figure and I was very distinct. It was clearly uh, this uh, longish kind of uh, male which was standing beside my bed. He was standing beside my bed and I specifically remember him. Uh, he was actually reaching out to my side table towards my wallet. For some reason, I, re- I remember that, that he was actually f- uh, fiddling around and he was trying to get at my wallet. And at that moment, when I opened my eyes and saw this, he caught my eyesight as well. And I still distinctly remember this, his facial expression. It was an expression of shock or like, oh shit, you know, that kind of surprise kind of expression on his face uh, with his hands outstretched, uh, uh, you know, searching for my wallet. At that moment, I was, you know, being in a state, waking up to seeing a stranger, so to speak, in a room. I was totally freaked out, man. So what you do? What I did? I just closed my eyes. I closed my eyes tight, cold sweat was dripping down. My body was tense. And I was like, shit, this can't be real. This can't be real, Sean. You can't be seeing this. There's no way it's real. And at that moment, I say, it's not real. Open up my eyes. Immediately, when I opened my eyes, the figure was gone. This figure could have been a 
a thief or a robber sneak into your house? Nah? No way, man. Is it because I, of the security or is it because of his body shape that you don't think it's... Definitely in terms of the stealth. Mm. Um, I question whether he uh, it was a, a, a person. Secondly, I, I, it's, it, the figure was not as distinct, right? To the point where I saw clothing. Okay. It was more of just a silhouette. But at the same time, I don't remember him wearing clothes. You know, I remember the expression on his face. The whites of the eyeballs and everything like that. So it looked like a normal human. Well, I, I won't go so far as to say that uh, the white of the eyeballs, but I just remember the, the, the face and his mouth shape when he was surprised. You know, that yeah. that, that white yeah. open mouth. Yeah. The yeah, gate, the, the, yeah. Okay. The gate kind of uh, a okay. look on his face. Okay. I mean, and the house is secure lah. in terms of the lock gate at the back okay. um, the front door is on top and the amount of stealth that uh, individual might have mm. I, I really doubt it was anything um, you know uh, to that extent but but I mean just to answer your question or so the wallet in terms of the contents when I woke up it was still there everything was okay. still there everything <laughs> was in place so to, to be honest Eugene in terms of what I saw again it comes back to did I see what I was really seeing? Mm. Or was it just a figment of my imagination? But it wasn't a dream. Okay. I was totally awake. Here's the thing. The guy that you saw, you said he was skinny and tall, right? Was he like beyond a normal human height? Like one of those NBA stars kind of tall or was he just an average Singaporean kind of height? No, How? he was tall, man. Very he was tall. not average height, definitely. A longish, definitely skinny but definitely tall uh, taller than average I wouldn't say he was like 8 feet weird okay. looking person you know but, but, but it's like a, not a normal Singaporean kind of height la, that it's something that's out of the ordinary that this is what struck you la. correct did he speak not at all it's all uh, based on sight okay. it's all based on uh, yeah what I saw and it's it was like a dark kind of shadow and I mean he was a dark kind of person right I, I mean I, I'm not sure whether because it was quite a while back I'm not okay. sure whether I'm remembering correctly but I, I don't know why I'm remembering a greenish kind of tinge la. oh Dark, that's very interesting kind of tinge so okay. maybe it's just you know uh, my mind playing tricks on me la. Radio Paranormal Singapore Alright, wow Thank you very much for that, Sean Suddenly brought back a lot of memories of me growing up around that stretch And uh, of course, the area he was referring to, E.T. He stayed along Phillips Avenue, right? And uh, for those who are not very familiar It's just opposite the road from where Serangoon North Avenue 1 is Very close to Serangoon Gardens, which is where I grew up in So, uh, it's also a very, very dark estate. In fact, uh, for a few years, I went to Rossyth Primary School, which is actually located in that compound as well. Well, you're so clever, one, are you? No, this was like primary school, uh, before they realized I was stupid. <laughs> primary school quite clever, anyway. Huh? And then, anyway, my mom used to send me to school and um, and she'd pick me up, you know, in, in the afternoon, morning session, right? And the funny thing about this, E.T., is that, you know, when you go in the morning, right, morning session, right, sounds like, oh, yeah, right. By the time school ends, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon, in terms of brightness, it doesn't look all that different. That's how dark the area was, even in the daytime. Because of all the trees that were there, a lot of foliage, it always seemed overcast. Nobody walking around the area is ever going to get a sunburn because I feel like the light just never penetrates. True. Um, this area, of course, uh, very f- famous because somewhere around that compound as well, you have the, um, uh, you've got the Japanese cemetery. Okay, um, and just to contribute to the spooky feel of that area, opposite the road, Serangoon North Avenue One. In previous stories, we've also heard about Pontianak sightings around that area. So, this area that Sean grew up in is just surrounded with 
activity. Activity, okay, or reported activity, all right? Strange thing though, I decided to go on Google Maps, right? And I, I tried doing a bit of research. I couldn't find a electric substation at Phillips Avenue. Because I was like thinking, do you think part of the reason why this place is so creepy, why he's experiencing all these weird stories is maybe because it's close to a power line, close to a power substation, but there is no power substation along Phillips Avenue. So if there was an EMF factor to this, I couldn't find it. Hmm. Yeah, what did you think? Honestly, this story sounds a lot like this mythical creature called the Orang Minya. I'm very surprised you you brought that up actually because mm. you know when I thought you would talk about like the Hantu Gala or like over even in the US there's that tale of the American tall man which mm-hmm. by the way turned out to be a bit of a hoax right but why the Orang Minya per se? Okay so so maybe we let, let's give our listeners a bit brief about uh, what the Orang Minya is so, mm. so basically according to Malay legend the Orang Minya is a creature that abducts young women by night. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before you think that Sean is a young woman, and no, 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 wait. Let, let me continue, okay? Well, maybe so, so, he's a very, you know, <laughs> very attractive, pretty man. He's fair, he's fair. He's got a nice ponytail, he's got a man bun and everything. You hang so. out with a lot of friends with long hair. <laughs> Why? Are you hoping it'll rub off on you, is it? Hopefully, like, because you know, <laughs> they, they say when you hang out together, the energy, you know, you're attracted and then you, you know, you probably get the same stuff. Bro, you know, because I am a bro and you are a fellow Baba bro, I will donate some of my hair follicles to you. <laughs> right from my armpit. <laughs> they, I just take from my chest, Kennedy, bro. <laughs> So anyway, supposedly this creature is able to climb walls, mm. grab victims while evading capture due to its slippery coating. So that's why minya, which means oil, right? Mm. So according to some uh, folklorists, that the orang minya has been alternatively described as appearing naked or wearing a black pair of speedos for okay. some reason. A number of stories also describe the orang minya as a rapist that only target virgins. So this is one story of it. The other side of the orang minya seems to be someone that's really slippery and goes into homes to couple things, lah, to steal things. So what is that? What what is the supernatural element to this orang minya? It just sounds like he's a thief or a rapist who covers himself in oil. But what is the supernatural aspect to it? The supernatural is the fella never gets caught. Maybe he's just very good at what he does. So that is one possibility, but apparently, right, the supernatural portion of it, he never gets caught. That he will, no matter how, evades capture. He's Batman. Okay, so so Batman can get captured on CCTV, but I, in my entire, how many years have I been doing this? Uh, my entire 19 years of paranormal research of reports of Orang Minyak there's never been a CCTV capture of it there's been CCTV capture of Bigfoot mm. okay not of Batman obviously because there's no Batman what? maybe there's no Orang Minyak by that same logic that's a possibility but the reason why I bring up the Orang Minyak it was because of how Sean described uh, the entire thing to be mm. uh, that he said it was taller than normal because there's a Hantu Gala but Hantu Gala can't even go into his house because Hantu Gala is about two stories high yeah, but Hantu Gala can control height also right no it's about two stories high well, it's like immediately he's from nothing to two stories he's not like that fan- Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four no he's okay. not a fellow on pongo sticks okay. he's this fixed the Gala fixed one right okay. the how you hang your clothes is fixed mm. so from when he described it that's the first thing that hit my mind because 
that's what he saw he saw this guy of a humanoid uh, feature that was a lot taller than normal and the fellow was going for his wallet that, that was the interesting thing you know it's not like I don't know going to touch his pantat or what but he went for his wallet maybe he's looking for his IC to make sure that this really is a boy or a girl no I think maybe <laughs> do, go to IC and see whether a fella is of a legal age oh. <laughs> so, so the other thing about this was it, in this instance right it's not just a pure orang minya no? to me it seemed like a combination of two mythical uh, Malaysian folklore mm. which is the orang minya and the toyol why toyol? Uh, basically the toyol is usually conjured from, from dead fetuses right mm. and then the master will usually control the toyol to do things for the master like stealing stuff and, and things like that so it seemed like the Pokemon that this uh, master let out was a combination of orang minya because of the tall nature because toyols are really small guys they're like smaller than than, than gremlins and mogwise uh, they're really small small guys that they go around uh, sneaking around stealing stuff or causing some form of uh, disturbances but this guy seemed really tall so so to me it's either a new creature or it's probably a combination of orang minya and toyol because this guy seemed to be going there snooping around trying to steal something if it's a normal person Sean would have known because he's that's why I keep probing him you know like like, hey this guy looked like a normal person you know and stuff. But, but his description was it was humanoid but it didn't seem like a physique of a normal human okay well I mean just to, to carry on to my observations after listening to his story right I mean the, the one thing I did not bring up was you know could it have been the power of suggestion or something like that or could it have he have been inspired watching a scary movie or something like that thinking of something creepy and then that's why he sees something because the place he was in was his home <laughs> okay and usually people don't don't get the power of suggestion applied to them in a place that they're very familiar with already he'd been living there for years right mm. And another reason why his description stood out to me was because it did remind me of of an experience which I had uh, when I was living in Serangoon Garden years ago. And mind you, much like Sean, been living there for many, many years. Just the way he described how he woke up and he, his eyes were a little fuzzy and then he thought he saw something there. There was a period one time many, many years ago, right? And I remember it was like seven something in the morning, right? Where I opened my eyes, I, I was rubbing the sleep from my eyes, much like how he was describing, right? And I saw my dog sitting next to my bed, right? And I could see, like, plain as day, I could see. I blinked, my dog was still there. So I thought maybe somebody had let my dog into the room, right? As I, you know, lay in bed and my eyes are just like, you know, fluttering, open and closed, open and closed, still seeing my dog there. I kid you not, within the span of maybe two, three minutes, she started fading and fading and fading away until there was no dog there. And that's when I heard my dog barking outside my room, mm. outside the window. I mean, she's outside the house. So I got up and I asked my, my parents, did you let Toffee into the room? And anyone, and she said, no, the dog's been out the whole morning. So I was just thinking, then how is it that I saw this vision of my dog as clear as day in my room and then have her start kind of fading away vanishing you know so when, when Sean was describing this creature that he saw where he blinked his eyes he still saw it you know was a bit fuzzy couldn't make out the features on the face and all that just saw the just saw the, the overall shape you know 
convinced that there really was this person in the room, it just kind of made me wonder, yeah, but sometimes, right, when you are tired, right, or when you just wake up, right, if your eyes are playing tricks on you, it can be so realistic that you really think there really is something there. Because he, he mentioned that he blinked his eye a few times and he saw it, but in my experience as well I also blinked my eyes I remember I was staring at my dog or what I thought was my dog for almost 5 minutes before she vanished but you know what was interesting here if you remember the story from our first episode with Ramesh oh. he actually saw a dark greenish tinge on this entity that he saw as well mm. like for you you saw your dog as it is mm. But this was not a normal humanoid. It was not something that was familiar to him. It was not someone that he could recognize. Unlike your dog, because your dog was some, someone familiar. And on top of it being not just a humanoid, it was a different structure from a normal human, plus the greenish tinge. Well, I suppose, but I mean, you know, when you talk about greenish tinge and all that, right? I mean, I, and obviously I haven't had too much experience when it comes to colours. I mean, by his own admission, you know, he said his eyes were a little fuzzy and all that. And I know, obviously, we all recognise that when your eyes are, are tight, just waking up, right, things will look a little fuzzy because your eyes are taking time to adjust. But perhaps it's not just images, that are affected, could colours also come into play as well? When you, while your eyes are trying to adjust, could it take time to adjust to colours as well? So what might have initially looked greenish, as your eyes continue to adjust, no longer looks greenish after your eyes are fully adjusted. I think that's a possibility, but in the darkness, right? Even more so. Yeah, but but usually you need but usually you need to see shadows. But for you to see something that's greenish, to me lah, that, that's something that stood out because most of the time when people actually go through sleep paralysis mm. which is which what, what usually happens in such situations they only see shadows uh, or they see translucent beings but most of the time they see shadows yep. they don't see something that's greenish we need to find an optometrist if any of our listeners from Radio Paranormal Singapore is a registered optometrist please reach out to us so that we can engage your your expertise <laughs> when it comes to when someone to wakes up yes you know <laughs> what kind of uh visual inaccuracies you might experience okay but continuing on Sean's story right okay now back on I'm going to swing back to the other to the other side right where this really was a creature an apparition some form of hantu that was in his room in my mind I was thinking do you think maybe that guy was raiding his wallet because he picked up a, a coin from the ground placed it in his wallet you know and they always say right I don't know if you've heard this but I've been told many many times if you see money in the floor just leave it there okay don't anyhow pick up because you don't know what you are picking up and carrying with you because sometimes entities you know may attach themselves to material things and even when it comes to coins when it comes to money you know by my own my mom's own admission last time she used to play Ouija board with a freaking coin right you don't know whether or not something has attached itself to this coin. Perhaps he, he picked it up, or maybe if he wasn't silly enough to pick up, this coin had basically circulated around the island. He just managed to get it. It was in his wallet, and now there was something that was attached to that coin that was either trying to get it back or just hovering around it. So Sean, you gotta let us know, man. Did you pick up something? Did you go and kick some I don't know incense paper or something like that that caused this uh, 
X-Men or what to go into your house and try to kapo your wallet yeah let us know which is why I think it's great now right that we do all these digital transactions right because you never know you know all these like notes and money and, and coins are really the objects right that really would make its way around everywhere more than anything else right so yeah, as best as you can please don't pick stuff off, off the ground <laughs> if, if it's not yours it's not yours yeah don't be a, don't, don't be a cable fuller don't be a cable fuller but to be honest to be honest bro I mean all, all this while I've always been the rebel right although I don't look like it but I look like some innocent fella but all this while my mom and dad has been telling me not to do this not to do that but I think that's why I turned out to be a paranormal investigator because I've tried out everything that they tell me not to do and you live to tell the tale the only thing is I just just lost hair yeah I just lost some hair that's about it everybody makes sacrifices right that was a small sacrifice to make for your craft and your passion definitely <laughs> <laughs> alright so if you have any comments of your own your theory as well please reach out to us okay maybe you are an optimist Maybe you are a paranormal investigator of your own. Maybe you've had a story similar to this or a personal experience that can relate and you would have a different perspective on this. We'd love to hear from you as well, okay? A few ways, of course, you can reach us on Radio Paranormal Singapore. Or Radio Paranormal Singapore at gmail.com and you can also find us on Facebook. That's right. Just search for Radio Paranormal Singapore, okay? Plus, of course, if you'd like to share any encounters of your own, stories that you'd love for us to take a crack at, you know, I'm sure E.T. is always game to uh, find an excuse to say it must be the EMF. Oh, which by the way... I can't wait for that, man. Yeah. Which by the way, I have to say, right? Yeah. You know how I, I said, you know, that around Phillips Avenue where Sean lived, right? I couldn't find a substation. Yeah. Because we're always talking about how maybe if you're next to a big power electrical point, you know, those power lines might trigger EMF, which... Affects your mind and stuff like that, yeah. Exactly. And then something dawned upon me. You know what else has a large and a huge amount of EMF that's not a substation? UFO, bro. Mm. It could be aliens. You and your alien theory. Could be aliens. It could be aliens. Possibly lah. The fella green, ma. <laughs> no, but they say the aliens are little green men. This one was a very tall green man. So this one uh, had some thyroid issue. <laughs> and by the way, please, I'm begging, okay? Anyone tuning in right now, if you an alien, extraterrestrial enthusiast, please come on board and be a part of our show, okay? I'm really championing this whole, you know, aliens are amongst us cause and responsible for all this paranormal activity. That's why I'm E.T. La. <laughs> no, but this E.T. doesn't even want to admit, doesn't want to acknowledge the presence of real E.T.s in Singapore. No, no, I, I do, but there has to be enough compelling evidence for certain things okay um, long ago I remember I think it was at Haukang area with my friends and those days watch movie really no money to take taxi right so we started walking back to my friend's place at that point of time before army I never drank so so I definitely was sober I saw I saw a crop circle this huge grass piece of land I couldn't do a aerial photography of it because drones were not around then but I swear I saw a crop circle la. I was like so excited I showed my friends and my friends are like no la, it's just a piece of grass but I saw crop circle so yes I do believe there's some existence of extraterrestrials but there has to be some compelling enough reasons before we can go on and say hey you know this was something that was extraterrestrial you know what this is my challenge to you E.T. okay this is my challenge to you okay rather than tell me that it needs to be proven to you that it is extraterrestrial 
I'm gonna leave it to you. Every time I say it's an alien, you need to prove to me that it's not. <laughs> That's a much better way to to approach I'm this. I'm gonna okay? say like when you say that, I get take a shot of tequila <laughs> or something. Like Please, after enough shots of tequila, all of us will be seeing aliens. Okay, <laughs> all right. So once again, with that, reach out to us via email or on our Facebook as well. Till our next installment. My name is Timo, and this is Et. Saying that this episode, it wasn't really the EMF, it wasn't really the hantu, it was the orang minyak. <laughs> Until next time, keep streaming. Keep streaming. You're listening to Radio Paranormal Singapore. And they're listening to. <laughs>